This is This is Open Shop The podcast The podcast that documents the journey 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 The journey of building and launching Open Shop The small business Geo Marketplace Welcome to another episode of Open Up Shop, the podcast, and I'm your host, EA Green, and we're here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and to conquer these obstacles by just getting started. So you guys know how we do. Every other week, we have another entry for the Open Journal series. So we're here for another entry of the Open Journal series where we discuss my last two weeks of entrepreneurship. The last two weeks have been a blast, man. I can definitely tell you that, uh, and the main reasons because the, it's been a lot of things that went down. You know, there's been some things that are just completely random and completely by chance, and some things that I actually held out from you guys because I just wanted to make sure that it actually took place. You know how that thing goes. So, but um, just as a you know high high level recap of some things that took place over the last couple of weeks, man, is that I actually. Uh, kind of got introduced to a new accountability group. You know, we have some things that we you know really kind of are starting to work on. Some things that we actually want to bring over to the community here in Winston Salem. But in that pursuit of actually doing that, you know, we actually kind of created an accountability group where we decided that hey, you know, we're gonna hold each other to the fire so that we can actually you know make some real moves so that we're not just here just kind of like flapping our gums and nothing's really happening. All right. Uh, also, you know, kind of got introduced to a new meetup group that happens in Winston Salem, you know, and uh, that uh, group was actually for you know for music business. But even though I'm not necessarily in that industry, you know, I really do you know pride myself in being able to help others, you know, who are trying to help themselves, and you know, be able to try to provide some more value no matter where I go, because like I really believe that you should allow things. To, should make things a little bit better than which way you found them so that was like super dope you know being able to find that and you know being be introduced to that and be able to meet a lot of different people who are kind of in the business of you know creating different things kind of have different projects and it was just super dope kind of being a part of that all right and one of the best things that actually kind of came from that was that i was actually invited you know to speak at a class pertaining to the open media lab after attending that meetup group um i was completely taken by surprise you know and it was one of those things that i realized that you never know who's really paying attention you know i was just going in there just being myself you know just you know, just having a dope conversation or be able to contribute to a conversation. You know, I just didn't want to, I, I never want to be a part of something where I am taking more than what I'm leaving. And, you know, there was a couple people there, you know, some who were actual professors at a local university, you know, and they asked to say, hey, look, I want to get you into my class so we can, you know, you can have a discussion about what you do, you know, and how you kind of, kind of got into that, that position to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, as soon as I was asked about it, of course I said, yes. So, you know, that's definitely some more to come and I can't wait to share that with you guys. All right. And the last thing that happened over the last couple of weeks was that 
I was actually asked to be a part of a panel discussion. All right, so I was asked to be a part of a discussion that took place during the National Black Theater Festival in Winston-Salem that happens every two years here. And that panel was actually called Becoming an Artpreneur. All right, there was an event that was actually held by the founder of the Artist Corner uh, by the name of M. Michelle. You know, and this whole discussion was where, you know, people were able to come in and be able to hear from myself and a couple of other entrepreneurs who have different businesses that support the art community. So the whole point was to provide some real life advice, you know, so that the people who were attended would actually be able to put those things to work so that they can start making money, completing their their craft or perfecting their craft or be able to kind of take themselves to the next level. So. You know, as a surprise, I was actually able to receive the audio from this actual event. So, you know, what I want to do for this week is I just want to share a couple of minutes with you guys, you know, some of the jewels that was actually dropped in this event. So what I want you guys to do is just take them all, sit back, relax and catch these jewels. And after listening, you know, make sure that you provide some feedback. You know, I always want to hear some more feedback so I can share with you know, MSO of the Artist Corner, or even for myself, you know, again, it was um, on our panel, it was about five of us, you know, we were just sitting there, just, you know, really just kind of like just being ourselves and just having a real intimate conversation about what it really takes to really kind of, you know, move things forward and to conquer these obstacles. So, with that being said, you know, sit back and let's get right back into it. Thank you to those who came back again. It's good to see you. Um, so if you don't know, my name is M. Michelle. Um, and this workshop is for my organization, The Artist Corner. Um, I just started it up recently. And the point of The Artist Corner is to create an ecosystem of NC-based artists to help us start creating networking and making money um, using our art. So... Um, I want everybody to do me a favor if you can. If you have a cell phone, please take out your cell phone. All right. If you are on Facebook and or Instagram, which most people are, go to the Artist Corner NC and like and or follow the page. Y'all are so amazing. Thank you. Now, if you will, take a selfie. Go turn around so I can get the audience. Take a selfie for me. Mm, I got to turn my camera around. All right, and when you get some service, post your selfie and tag the Artist Corner NC and MBTF 2019. And that is going to lead us into our topic for the day, which is branding and marketing. So today we're going to talk about how to brand and market yourself. We're also going to take a moment to introduce our panelists for those of you who were not here yesterday um, so you can know what these great people do and how they're contributing to the arts community. And um, we're going to kick off with some questions if you have any. I know some people from yesterday had questions they want to answer. We're going to answer some of those questions and then we're going to hop right into the discussion. Sounds good? All right, we're going to start with my man, Mr. EA. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> my name is EA Green. 
I'm the CEO of Open Interactive, which is a digital infrastructure company for small businesses where we focus on creating different products and services that really kind of help small businesses and entrepreneurs to kind of create that same infrastructure that a lot of larger companies have. So uh, one of the couple of things that we have going on is that we're releasing an application for uh, a small business marketplace called OpenShop, uh, where consumers can find them based on their geolocation. And then we have the Open Media Lab, which is at 301 North Main Street uh, in the Winston Tower, where you can create podcasts, you can create vlogs, or um, do portraits or things of that nature, you know, while overlooking the city. Thank you. And you have business cards. All of you have business cards. Yes. No, man. No. <laughs> I'm prepared. No, man. Left all of them in Virginia Beach. But I am on Facebook, Instagram, all of those digital outlets. My name is Gerard Goldsmith, the man with no cards. Um, I am a partner with Diamond Life Concerts, uh, and I also have a company called Goldfinger Inc. Uh, we do concerts and tours, um, and we also I also work with a couple of uh, foundations. Uh, I got a p- couple of professional athletes that I work with. Uh, their foundations. Um, we've done. Most people around here know me from doing North Carolina Antes homecoming uh, concerts. Uh, we created what's called the greatest homecoming on earth, which now, since we're in the world of hashtag, hashtag Jiho, uh, is something that has grown uh, over the past two decades. Um, and this year is the 20-year anniversary. Um, so we're going to talk about branding and marketing, and, you know, we'll t- I'll talk a little bit about that because it's something to be able to do something and keep the same brand for 20 years. It's hard to keep for 20 weeks or 20 days in this era, uh, but it's been a blessing. Uh, we've also done tours and plays with Tyler Perry. We did uh, Medea's uh, Farewell. Um, I wish she was going away for good, but it looked like she's going to be sticking around because y'all won't let her go. Um, so, yeah, so it looks like it's going to be some more coming up uh, for 2020. Uh, so I guess y'all, I ain't supposed to tell y'all that, but y'all, I didn't let it out the bag. So, yeah, she'll be back. Uh, but glad to be here. Uh, we had a good day yesterday, and I'm looking forward uh, to some time with you all today. Good morning. My name is Chandra Harris, and I, too, don't have business cards. Um, I've been, the name of my company is the CDH Group, and I've been in business for quite some time. And with the management piece, I've managed gospel artists, and then I kind of transitioned into the secular side of things. And once I did that, I understood more about what branding and marketing was. And so I started developing artists to be a business. So, and that's the purpose of today. Um, I've had experiences with not just recording artists, but athletes as well as small businesses to help develop their products and their brands and understand what market trends are and what needs to happen to get their placements in the marketplace. Uh, so what I do is I sit down with you, I assess your brand, 
figure out your needs and I'll point you in the direction uh, to get all the resources that you need to be successful. So that's what I do. Uh, good morning. My name is Ashley Samuels. I am the CEO and lead strategist for Crash Creative. It's a creative marketing firm based here in North Carolina. Uh, I work with brands on the national level from sports organizations to professional athletes uh, to entertainers, uh, production companies, uh, multiple different industries. And we work from the ground up for with emerging brands or existing brands uh, for rebranding. Um, so we do events, uh, we do projects, uh, we do anything creative from top to bottom. Uh, so that's what I do. All right, sounds good. So thank you all for joining me. Um, I'm glad to have you here. Um, before we get jump into this, I did want to check to see if we had any questions left over from yesterday that people wanted answered. We're good to go? Cool, let's move on. All right, so my first question to the panelists is, how do you know when you have a vision that will serve a purpose? And anyone can jump in and answer that. Well, for me, the one of the ways to know that you have a vision that serves a purpose is when you serve the people. If you don't have a vision that serves people, then there is no purpose, right? And 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 even if you're an artist and you have a message, that message should serve that person, the receiver, on some level. Whether it should inspire, encourage, motivate, that so those are some of the things that you that you know for a fact. If you just want to get out there and do your thing because you're good at it, that serves you. But serving serving others is one of the highest forms that you will ever do in this particular business because it allows you to reach people in a place that that they may not get outside of that industry or outside of what they're familiar with, like their local church or, you know, their support group. So you know that you're serving people or you you have something that serves people when you have people come up to you and say, you know what, I really needed that. You know, that, that really encouraged me to help me get to the next place. How else do I continue to move forward and extend so you would get those small little hints that you that you have something that serve people because those people will come back and and validate that for you. Cool, Giovanni. Um, she hit exactly what I was going to say. Uh, service um, that's very essential. Making sure that you're helping people reach their goals and also at the same time reaching their goals at the same time. That's an awesome. Thing. So I definitely agree with what you said. So I think one of the the bigger things is that if your vision leaves something better than what you found it, right? So if you have that sense of stewardship where you are helping people who are helping themselves, right, and you are uh, providing them a a sense of value and where that kind of complements what they already have, um, it's really, I think it's really about just making sure that you can make the other people better around you. Uh, in regards to, and in all, and it should be a two-way street as well, right? Where they should be able to, you know, pour into you as much as you are pouring into them, even though you're in the business of making money. But if you can be in a situation where you enjoy what you do, and you can make other people better, you can make situations better. I think that's like one of the main things. Awesome. 
All right. So what are some challenges you all ran into and how did you overcome them when starting out your business ventures? Um, people just not wanting to work as hard as you're wanting to work um, on the vision. I've, I've always found that to be uh, a big issue. Um, and I realized that I was holding people to the same expectations of what I would do. Um, I know I'm a hard worker, so I, I had to realize I can't hold people to the same expectation. I can't expect people to want to work on the same thing I'm working on 24-7. Other people got lives too, so I just had to realize that, and then I had to just double up and put in more work myself, you know. Uh, what's helped me overcome that is uh, a team of good individuals who are going to have my back regardless of whatever goes down. They might not, one person might not be available, but somebody else will be available. Somebody else always have my back. So I think a team is very essential in overcoming that and trusting uh, trusting your team, trusting the people around you. If you have them around you, they should, they're around you for a reason, so trust them. Um, but I think that's very important. Yeah, I would say one of the um, biggest challenges I had and probably anybody else uh, starting out would be money. Um, yeah, I had a vision. It was huge. Very. It was magnified. Uh, but my finances was microscope. So it was like, but when you look through a microscope, it magnifies the smallest things. So when you have a vision, one thing you got to remember is everybody can't see what you see. So just because you have a vision doesn't mean the next person is going to have a vision. So your purpose is to get other people to see what you see. Um, so if you have been living in a house and if the house is pitch black dark, you can walk through that house with your eyes closed and not bump into anything, and that's because you're comfortable with that house. You know where everything is. You're comfortable. Is that a good thing? No. That means it's time to move. It's time to move because a lot of times we get comfortable in the situations and stuff that we're in, and we don't take the next step to try to go to that next leap. Or you know, But that's why we walk by faith and not by sight because it ain't going to always look the way you think it's supposed to look. I can see y'all now, but if I take my glasses off, that's a little issue. <clears throat> it's a little, Now I have to refocus just for me to see. But, you know, with glasses, they focus for you so that you do have vision. And that's one of the things about having faith. You just trust God. He'll see you through. Trust me, he'll see you through. You got all these people sitting on the stage that's still young. Everybody still look healthy. And obviously because somebody has saw them through. Um, so, you you know, your support group and things like that. But, yeah, you have to, um, one thing about, you know, your vision in, and purpose, um, that's definitely going to get you through your challenges. But when you do have a challenge for us with money, if somebody believes in the vision that you have, they will invest in you. They will invest in you. I went to a bank to get money to do a show that I couldn't pay for. I didn't have no credit. I didn't have no anything. But this banker couldn't give me a loan, no business loan to do anything, but he gave me a personal loan. He gave me a personal loan out of his own. He wrote me a check. I ain't going to say his name, but he's from Winston-Salem. He wrote me a check. And I did the show, lost all the money. Lost every single dime. 
And I say, ain't no way in the world. I I got to change my vision because obviously I saw something (laughs) that wasn't there. But, um, you know, and the reason I said that is because how many of you went to a bank and been denied? I mean, raise your hand. I mean, I'm sure that's everybody. I mean, if everybody get approved every time, I need y'all to co-sign something for me. <laughs> I mean, but the reason I'm, I'm saying that because even if you get denied from a bank, there are other resources um, and stuff that's out there. So I think what he was saying, you know, talking about, there's always other resources out there. So when you get denied, you know, don't let that stop you. Don't let that be the challenge that stop you. But we all need money um, for us to fund everything that we're out there doing. For me, starting out, and even sometimes now, it's self, if we're going to be honest. Self, so we have that self-talk talk to ourselves that we're not good enough. Nobody will listen. Nobody will help me. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough relationships. But once, here, here is the thing that I had to overcome. I had to get outside of myself, step outside the frame to see the picture and see what God said. Period. If it was something that was in me, then it was it, it, it's for me to do. You know, the word of God says he give us the, the ability to gain wealth. And if and if we don't and wealth can be a number of things, it could be finances, it could be knowledge, it could be support. Wealth does, just doesn't is not classified under one thing. But I had to get outside of myself and trust. We said that yesterday. Trust me. Trust what God has given me in order to branch out so that I could give it to someone else. And when I developed that courage and when I developed that self-awareness of, of who I am and what God has placed in me, sky was my floor at that particular point. So that was my biggest thing, and, and that was that's one of the things that I still struggle with. Every now and then it shows up because the enemy don't have any new tricks. If he can deceive you, that's his trick. Yes. That he, he's already he's already won the battle, and so when when those things come up where I doubt myself and my ability, I think about what I've done and where I've been, and I think about you know so many things that I've I check off, and I say, well, I've done this and I've done this, and I know this person and I've done, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I can do it, and so that was that was my struggle in the beginning. All right. So share with me some ways or share with us some ways that artists can invest in themselves um, in a way that will attract outside investors. Well, well, for me, again, I, I work with small businesses and I work with, with um, artists. One of the quickest ways for somebody to see value in you is when you see it in yourself and you give yourself away. You don't... You don't, you don't want everything me, me, me. I said yesterday, listen, don't come to the dinner and you just brought some foil. And that's all you got. You got to bring something to the party. So, so a lot, when, when an investor, my experience with investors, especially, especially savvy ones, they, one, look to see what your social media accounts are doing. Meaning, numbers equate to dollars and cents. That's just that's just the bottom line. I mean, you can't get around that. So they want to see, one, your activity on social media. They want to see the engagement on social media. They want to be able to see what have you done before. 
What are you doing for yourself? What have you done for yourself? Now, if you haven't done anything for yourself, don't expect people to do nothing for you. Now, I'm sorry. That's just the long and short of it. If you yourself haven't invested in yourself, why would somebody else invest in you? So you got to make sure that you are investable and you have a bankable um, project. When you do that, it, it opens you up to opportunities and possibilities for people to trust you with their money. They're not going to trust you if you haven't even shown yourself to be trustworthy to do the small things. So that's the first thing I would say is get out there, make sure that you're doing everything in your strength and that, that you have made an impact right where you are with helping, being a part of community outreaches and making sure that your presentation to the investor is sound. Because again, even if you're using your warm market, your warm market is your family and your friends, people that know you. They may give you a couple of bucks, but they still want to know what the couple of bucks is for. They want to know. They want to make sure that you have a clear, direct vision on how you're going to spend their hard-earned money. Just don't, I, I need $1,000. For what? Do you know what that's for? Do you know the breakdown of that? Now, a savvy investor say, okay, fine, you need $1,000, so what's my ROI? Return on investment, right? They want to know. They want to know how, how are you going to get the return for my money? So if you're not savvy and thinking in those lanes and in that vein, it's kind of impossible to get some money. Just to, to follow up on that, um, I think it's uh, really it's uh, one of the best, bigger things that really help is changing your mindset. So uh, I think a lot of times, especially when you're a creative, you look at yourself, like you yourself, as the product. When technically the thing that you're giving out to the world is the product or the service. So for me, I've taken myself, like the physical being, and took away from the actual thing that I'm actually selling. Right. And the way that I just I almost treat it as if I'm an employee to my own business. Right. So when I was able to change that mindset, I was able to kind of look at it from a different lens. I was able to be in a sense where I don't I'm not being romantic about what the bigger picture is. And I'm able to say, hey, like, I mean, I'm sure everyone can attest that you have this huge vision of what you want everything to look like at the end. And a lot of times they can be overwhelming. But I think if you can reverse engineer it and back, back up and create a prototype of what you're looking to do, right, that is something that people will actually be willing to invest in. Um, even if, like, I don't have, you know, thousands, you know, like hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff like that, but, you know, being able to be in a place where like people can see your vision like a lot of times especially in early stages they're in to invest into you so when you put yourself in that position where you're saying hey like i have this larger vision but this is what it looks like today and this is how we can get started today right that's like the biggest step and once they see okay like you're investing yourself you're betting on yourself then other people will be willing to bet on you too Awesome. Before we move on, does anyone have any questions? All right. So what is the number one mistake you or a client have made as it concerns branding? Not listening. Could you expound? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know, as, as clients, even myself, 
there are things that I know, and I know for sure, like I know my name. So when it comes, you know, you get in front of people, and they're talking about what they want and what they want to do in the next two minutes, right? But they don't, they don't understand the steps that it takes to get there. Because it's, it's easy for us to say, you know, like this young man here, I want to own my own nonprofit and go into the school systems and help all these kids. Okay, so you understand that's a process, right, before you even get to the school. So let's talk about that. Well, no, 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 no. I want to tell you about my vision. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you how you're going to get to your vision so you can work the vision. So you have to listen to sound advice. You know, Allison is here. I'll, I'll call Allison and say, Allison, you know, what do you think about so-and-so and so? Because sometimes I can't think for myself. It's hard. Because you have so many, you're, you're emotionally tied to what it is you want to do, your vision, your thought process. And so sometimes you need somebody that, that's non-biased, that, can, that you trust, that knows, that's going to give you sound advice. And you have to be able to trust them in that. you got to be vulnerable enough to go to somebody and say, yo, how I make this Kool-Aid? You know, the red kind. How, do, how many cups of sugar I use? you you got to be vulnerable enough. Even when you think you know, trust me, you don't know. There are things that I just don't know, and I go to my mentors, and I go to people that have been there, done that, that I trust are going to give me the right thing. And even open myself and be, and be very vulnerable to take criticism. It's constructive because I need it to grow. So... Listening is key for this journey. Um, I would say uh, the process. I would say anything that you try to do too fast uh, will will end quickly. So fast money leaves fast. Uh, If you try to step out there and you try to, I know there was a time a couple years ago people were buying followers and then they exposed that. (laughs) You know, people trying to not take the time to actually grow a base yeah, grow an actual base of people who followed them, believed in their brand. Um, and then, like I said, they started dialing back on that and people erasing fake followers. And now people are sitting there with 500 followers looking crazy. And I think that at the end of the day, what, what we learned, our artists, I was artist manager, talent manager for a while. And um, I would tell them, no, we have to get out in the streets, build this brand, touch the people, let these people see you, feel you, and love you for you. And they were like, nah, I can spend $100 and buy some followers and blah, blah. All right, see how that works out for you. They did that and then two years later Twitter went on this big spree of erasing people and they were sitting there with 20 followers looking at me like what do I need to do? I'm like I told you two years ago what you needed to do but so and I say the same thing with money. I think that a lot of times we get in positions where people try to sell us quick dreams and you make quick money and it goes so quick. It went quick for me. I fell into it once or twice and then I stopped. And then I knew that I needed to go through this process and be diligent in my process and cross all my my uh, T's and dot all my I's uh, and that that would be the thing, the single most important key that would give me longevity in this game. And uh, that that's the best advice I could give you um, from the mistakes that I've seen and the mistakes that I've made personally. So um, this is going to come off sound abrasive, but hear me out. Um, the biggest mistake is what I call uh, they're effing around, right? E and F. They are entitled and they are being fancy, right? When they're entitled, you know, in the situation, they have an idea of what the end result looks like and they don't believe in the, the process, the steps that it takes to get to that point, 
All right. And then when it comes to the fanciness, like they are being super romantic about the idea of what it looks like. And the things like they don't understand that you have to be scrappy. Like you have to be in the, the trenches. You have to, especially in the, uh, with social media nowadays, it is a numbers game. And more than numbers in terms of the stats and stuff like that, but in terms of the quantity of quality product. So the way that I look at it from branding perspective is that imagine if you're walking down a hallway, right? And oh, Sorry, let's imagine that your consumer, your end user is walking down the hallway and everyone in that hallway is yelling at them as they're walking through, right? The biggest piece is about what about your brand is going to now capture their attention, right? And a lot of times what people uh, do is like they think that they did one thing or they got hot for one moment and they believe that they deserve it and they're not willing to fight for it or they're not willing to fight to keep it. And then when it comes to being fancy, you know, they believe that, all right, well, if I want to create, if I want to be an actor, right, I believe that I should only have to do auditions. Or if I want to, you know, create an application, I should only wait until it's like does everything that I wanted to do. But they don't ever just boil it down to a point, or even themselves or their brand to a point where they can just build from there. Everyone wants to just show the end product and doesn't really are putting themselves in a place where they can really just document the journey because there's way more value in that than just showing the end product. All right, guys, so that was just a snippet from one of the two days from the event during the National Black Theater Festival called Becoming an Artpreneur. And again, that event was uh, was sponsored by M. Michelle, the founder of the Artist Corner. And, you know, I really, really, truly enjoyed myself and I was really glad I was able to kind of provide some more value for some you know some aspiring you know artpreneurs in the area you know there was actually some folks that you know came from out of town you know the National Black Theater Festival is critically acclaimed and you know some people who came from Ohio from New York from all over you know who just came just to hear us speak and I'm so humbled by that like it's just super dope being able to kind of be in a place where you can help other people and I really believe that's like a portion of my why all right so now guys make sure that you tune in next week for your weekly dose of make it happen but in the meantime you can follow the journey by following me on all the social platforms at ea the exec and then you can learn more about open shop at OpenShop us or at openshop.com or you can come visit us at 301 north main street at the open media lab and you can learn more about that at open media lab on all social platforms now go get your journey started and build your idea project or business just remember all you have to do is open up shop. Peace. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Open Up Shop, the podcast is a part of the Open Media Network.